are you at the age where you want to have a date situation where someone puts a little bit more imagination in the planning process of the dating or the date? So I'm going to give you an example. So you go on a date, you know, maybe it's a first date or second date or whatever, and the word movie, you know, oh, let's go see a movie. Why not take your date? Either I'm taking you, you taking me. Why not take him to your backyard? Make it nice and comfy. Put some cushions or your porch or your deck or whatever. Have a screen that's projected a movie and, you know, have some nice, you know, edibles, some some yummies that, um, you know, you think your date would like or you would like. And of course, you got to have wine. (laughs) So we're talking about today dating venues for people my age and older. We don't want just a regular situation. We don't want just a every day, oh my God, we're doing the same thing again. We want that wow factor. And that goes both ways. So I'm going to sit down and talk with Lisa Morrell. She is our relationship coach and she is going to give us some really good information about how we can approach this, what we need to be asking, what can we expect? You know, are we asking for too much to ask You know, okay, you know, you want to give me a massage. I know what that's going to lead to. No, you know know what it leads to because, you know, most of you Bamas, whatever. So I want her to give us some information about some choices, you know, how we can approach this, what we need to start uh, looking for, where we should go, some different places that we can venture out. And it's not just men taking women. It's men, not just men taking women. It's women taking men as well. Did I get that right? Oof, did I twist that up? Okay. Oh my God. It does start now. Welcome back to the podcast. We have our expert in dating, all things dating, Lisa Morrell. She is our relationship coach and she's going to give us some information on dating venues and the do's, the don't, the good, the bad, the ugly, the cheap, y'all cheap, <laughs> you know, cheap, you know, oh, it, 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 am I singing a, a song here? Yeah. Um, we're not doing cheap at this age. We, we expect to have a little bit more imagination. Welcome back to the podcast, Lisa. Thank you. Hello. Great to be here. So, the first question, you know, I, I threw out that cheap thing because, you know, I, you know, I, I don't mind spending money and I don't mind people saying, you know, what well, I'm on a budget or whatever. And budget doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go cheap. I, I'm throwing it out there because there's so many other things that you can do without spending a dime and have a mm-hmm. wonderful time. Absolutely. I mean, I can think of like, Five on top of my head. I, I you know, long drives, uh, walks in the park. Yeah. Uh, you know, going to uh, the arboretum. You know, just taking a walk through there. Take, going through a waterfall situation where they, we have natural waterfalls all in Maryland, and taking a wonderful hike. You know, I think of all these things on the top of my head, but the first thing, guys, I think at my age, oh, you 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 too you too expensive. I mean, in terms of ideas for cheaper dates, the sky's the limit. I mean, like you were saying, it can be anything. I mean, going for a walk or a hike or even going picking wildflowers together if you want to do something romantic 
or a picnic and you each bring a la carte items. Oh, that's you know, a great idea. Yeah, I mean, or you could take uh, the person to a favorite place. Or maybe if you live in the area where you grew up, a favorite place as a child, get to know each other through that perspective. But uh, there's no real reason for a problem in that area unless it comes to lack of creativity. But, you know, you're kind of touching on a couple of different issues here because in terms of the pain, you know, sometimes since the rules have changed so much, mm. it's not necessarily assumed anymore that the man is going to pay. Especially, Absolutely. Yeah, especially with older daters. And if you've got two people that are kind of equally matched in terms of career success or where they are financially. And, and it can be confusing for men if you're talking about heterosexual relationships, because there are some women that they don't want the man to pay. And some women are even kind of put off by that. So that can be a little bit of a confusing landscape for the male dater in a, in a heterosexual couple. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wow. Well, I'm putting it out there. Y'all can pay for my days anytime <laughs> you want. And if you want the sky's the limit for me, I'm just saying you can do whatever you like. Because I love, <laughs> love, creati- I love creativity in a date. And, and again, I will say this again, it doesn't necessarily have to mean spending a lot of money. It doesn't. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about in my 20s, I dated a lot. And I noticed back then that for some reason, it seemed like the guys that didn't have money always came up with way more romantic and creative dates than the guys with the money. And I think it's because the guys with the money would often rely on kind of those outer trappings to hook the girl. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the guys without the money would actually use their creativity. Right. Right. I love that. And, And you're absolutely right. When we were younger, you know, you think about when we were younger, it was always about, Oh, let me, you know, let me save up my money. Let me save up my salary so I can take her, you know, to dinner, take her to dinner, take her to, um, you know, the usual suspects, to the movies. And again, I don't mind the, that, that situation. I love a good meal. Trust and believe. I, I, will <laughs> love, I love a good meal. But like I, I, my opening, I said, you know, going to the movies. Why not have a backyard situation where you put up a, 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 a sheet like a screen or whatever, or you got a screen and you got a fire pit going on and you put these little fluffy pillows and blankets and you put a great movie that you probably talked about one time and you just have that projected, have your glass of wine or your drinks or whatever, and just sit back and relax like that. That's not a lot to spend. I love that. That is a great idea. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why I've never done that. I, I you know, I think about that because I was I was going to do it in at my house one time um, on a day. I, I have a, a deck, and the only reason why I didn't do it because uh, the the I didn't know how to use the machine to project the image onto the screen. So we wound up coming inside the house anyway. But still, I I had that all situated because I thought that was such a neat idea. I saw it somewhere, and I thought it was such a great idea. Good effort. <laughs> oh yeah, good effort. But does has dating, as you remember, you know, getting younger, is it the same? I have to say it's yes and no, but I would say it's more different now than it used to be. And the way I see it, 
it's largely because of all the societal changes. So much has changed. I mean, of course, the apps, right. uh, but how people meet has changed. And, you know, there's different categories of relationships. That's a whole separate topic. But oh. with the apps, you know, it's so interesting to me because even with the apps, there are changes. So, for instance, you had apps like back in the day, Tinder, when it first started, and Hinge, and for me, it was Plenty of Fish that were originally kind of considered hookup apps. Mm -hmm. But now even, like I know somebody, I think I may have mentioned last time, I know somebody who's in a very serious relationship and they met over Tinder. So it's kind of oh. evolved. It's Yeah, it's not necessarily seen as a hookup app anymore. But also the rules have changed. So like we were saying, don't assume that the man is going to pay and the man mm -hmm. can't assume, yeah, that the woman wants him to pay because that could be insulting to her these days it's just anything goes but especially how people meet i would say is the biggest change so what are some of the challenges that uh, people over 50 face when it comes to finding suitable dating venues well so that's just the thing you know i want to say it's really interesting because if you talk to 20 somethings and you think about oh it's the 20-somethings who are meeting in the typical venues, you know, like bars and, and things like that. But it's actually not even true. So you can't really say it's a, a challenge just for the older dater, or the, I like to say the seasoned dater, mm -hmm. because the apps have become so prevalent that it's, it's crazy to me. But even people in their 20s who have, you know, plenty of bars and sports bars and places like that to go to meet people, they're still, de they're meeting more on the apps because that's become the norm. Right. So in a way, you know, that's a good news situation for the older dater because that means that the whole venue idea doesn't have to really be such a barrier anymore, you know, and that's where it's back to kind of getting creative about dating and saying, hey, you know, let's meet at the park or go for a hike or, you know, a picnic or something like that. So, so how important do you think ambiance and, and, and atmosphere uh, for a dating venue plays, plays its role? I, I really feel it should be the icing on the cake. Mm. And the reason I say that is because, you know, if you have chemistry, and there's no explaining chemistry, let's face it. I mean, if you have that chemistry, you could be in a place that's pretty much completely lacking in ambiance. And maybe even because of that, the chemistry shines through even more because you don't have the ambiance to rely on. But if you have that chemistry with the person, you know, I'll give you an example. I love baseball and I don't particularly think of a baseball stadium as particularly romantic, but you know, if I'm at a baseball game and the chemistry's good on a date, it would be like, watch out. Because, right. you know, it's just so exciting to me to be, you know, doing something I love and with somebody and there's chemistry there. But I think that really you focus more on that interpersonal dynamic and it's less about, because let's say you're on a date and you're at a, a really, a place that turns out to have zero ambiance. Right. You know, that can become something you're laughing about and, you know, a, a great first memory and, and story to tell other people of your dating history and how things started, you know? So it's like the ambiance should just be 
kind of, as I said, the icing on the cake, not really the thing that makes or breaks it. And I would say if it is the thing that makes it or breaks it, it's probably not a really strong connection. So what about bar situations? I know a lot of people and, I, and yeah, I've, I've witnessed it myself, but, you know, meeting a guy at the bar uh, and I guess it depends on what bar, too. I mean, go to an expensive bar, girls. Don't be going to those cheap bars because you're going to get cheap when you go cheap. <laughs> but um, what about bar situations like? You know, should I be a bar fly and just sit and wait and go, hi, how are you? You buying me a drink? I mean, yeah, I would never do that because that's just not me. I buy my own drink because you never know. They might try to roofie me. But what about <laughs> what about like noisy bars and, and, a, and a guy takes you there and then you're trying to have a conversation? Should you go outside and say, can we talk outside? Because I really can't hear you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think that that can be an added challenge. Um, but in terms of the the meeting people in bars and, and things like that, I think of it as, I always call it slice of life, you know, and it can be a bar, it could be a grocery store for that matter. Right. You know, like it's just like people meeting and sometimes you just have a memorable, memorable conversation. And sometimes it's like, wow, you know, <laughs> I think there's something here and then you can cultivate it from that. So, you know, I think that just living your life and being open, it's a big part of it is being open to new experiences, new kinds of people. And, you know, there's so many ways to meet people, but, you know, sometimes you might meet somebody like that and then you end up staying in touch. Maybe it's, uh, you know, a professional connection or something like that, but then they're having a party or something and you get invited. And the next thing you know, you hit it off with one of their friends. So, you know, that's, I believe, what an attitude of openness just towards being an older person, you know, who's single can take you. That's where it can lead you is just having that open attitude. And, you know, life is an adventure. Yeah, life is an adventure, got people. And don't think just because you're older that you're not supposed to be dating. Because I, I, I get it. A lot of people think that they're at a certain age. I'm comfortable. I'm good. I don't need to do anything. I, I'm not comfortable and I'm not good. I love dating. I, you know, I'll tell everybody <laughs> I, I'm not comfortable with, you know, not date. I love to date. I, I love the experience. I love, you know, finding someone who gets me or I get them. I, I love being in the corner laughing with someone because they crack this joke and, and I'm just laughing out loud. That the <laughs> laughing for me. And I think I've said this before. Yes. Is the biggest turn on. It is. It is the biggest turn on. If someone has a great sense of humor and they can make you laugh, you got me. And that's what I'm saying about the chemistry. I mean, yep. you could be yep. at the biggest dive bar with, you know, you're sitting there and you see, a, you know, a cockroach go across the floor. <laughs> I mean, if you have chemistry and the guy can come up with something funny to say about that, that could be the thing that, you know, has you thinking about him the next week. You know, it works that way. It's <laughs> funny that you say that because I think I, I went on a date um, years ago, and um, and something similar to that happened. It was a, it was a, a, a or actually it was a rodent, and um, <laughs> we were by the water, and you know, I, I didn't see it, but someone else saw, it and they started screaming, and we put our feet up, and you know, I, I yelled because I didn't see anything. I yell, and he said, "Well, I guess this person didn't have a reservation." I was like, "Oh." oh. <laughs> I just laughed, but I was like, oh, he made light of, he says, I am so sorry I brought you to a place that had, you know, DC rats or DC whatever. So we <laughs> immediately left. 
But he made that joke, didn't panic. You know, I, I try not to panic, but I did scream because I don't like rodents. But, you know, to make light, <laughs> I thought was pretty cool. Absolutely. And, you know, it's in some ways, it gives you a lot of really good information about the person because you're seeing how they handle adversity. And I mean, that's such a great trait to have, a, you know, a, a lousy situation, but be able to find something funny in it. What are some of the safety precautions? Because, you know, I have friends, I go back to that and, oh, you know, my mother used to say uh, axe murderer. She always used to say, he may be an axe murderer. He may be an axe murderer. And I'm like, okay, everybody's an axe murderer, so I shouldn't date anybody. But what are the safety precautions when it comes to dating at this age? Because we, we are guarded. We are more guarded than the Gen Z, the Gen X. Gen X, Gen Z, they just go for it. They just, you know, whatever happens, what happens. But we are so guarded about a do now because of the experience or because of what we know, how do we approach that? It's a great question. And, you know, I've got to say, I, I agree with your assessment of the younger people versus the older. And I constantly marvel at my own experiences and that nothing horrible happens. I mean, right. I didn't just dodge a bullet. You know, I probably dodged about 50. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. I did some really dumb stuff. Right. And I mean, actually kind of connected to that, my whole interest in becoming a dating and relationship coach came from seeing people not pay attention to red flags. Oh. So, you know, that is because for me, I didn't. And damn, if I didn't get myself in some pretty scary situations. And fortunately, I got myself out of them. But safety is really important. I mean, it doesn't even matter whether you're looking for a relationship or just companionship to date. You know, you should be vetting your dates. You yeah. want to find out about these people. Yeah, ahead of time. Yeah. And, you know, then once you've decided that there's somebody that, you know, seems like they would be fine to go on a date with, you want to make sure at least I would say the first few times that you meet somewhere in public. Right. This is really important. I mean, you hear on the news, things do happen. You know, a lot of times if uh, they go to somebody's house, it can be really scary, the kinds of things that happen. Oh. So, you know, it's you can be so sure about somebody, but think about it. Some of the most smooth people, they say, for instance, with sociopaths, that even clinicians, experts in the field that I've worked in, the field of behavioral health, even the, the best clinicians will not be 100% sure if they're dealing with a sociopath because that is how smooth and charming a sociopath is. So think about Ted Bundy. And I don't oh. say that to scare people. I just want to, you know, get your attention, especially the women, because we, you know, we're not as strong, obviously. We have less defenses. Yeah. But anyway, so back to your question, meeting in person, I'm sorry, in public, and then, you know, tell somebody where you're going. And also, it's a good idea to share information, if you can, about your date with that person. Yeah. Because, it's, you know, it's kind of a crazy world out there. It really but is. It really it is. is. But I would say the biggest thing of all is paying attention to the red flags. I mean, so many people shut down that voice. And I would say, you know, when in doubt, don't. If you get a bad feeling, listen to that. It's there for a reason. Right. And, and we're at the age where we should we should realize the red flags. And I'm going to ask you, 
give me three red flags. But back to what you said about sharing the information to someone. I do that every time if I go on a first date and or you know whatever. I always send everything about this person, even a picture. And I send it to my two besties. And I say, this is where I'm at tonight. This is where I'm going. Even take a picture when we arrive. I'm like, this is where I'm at. And they'll say, you call me when you get home or you call me when you get in your car. Let me know you got home. Okay. I practiced that long time ago. And I don't understand why we at this age don't get the red flags. The one, number one, don't invite that Bama in your house. I mean, you you know, you (laughs) The first date, no, you're not coming in my crib. You're not coming over. You're not going to know where I live because number one, you know where I live. Number two, you stalkeration, and then number three, you know where I live. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But what are your red flags? Like, what would you say? Like, if 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 a person, you know, fifty plus, and and they're going out and. And what would be like a red flag? Give me two red flags of a woman or guy, because I'm doing this both ways. If they hear someone says this or do this. Well, how about I give you one obvious one and one subtle one? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. So the obvious one is asking for money. Oh. Now, to me, Juanita, to me, that's obvious, but I'm going to tell you a story. Oh. This is a true story of a client I worked with very soon. And this person was older. They were actually, you know, I would say probably in their 60s. But they met somebody and pretty soon, you know, within a month or two, within the relationship, into the relationship, the person gave them a sob story about, you know, some financial crisis they were in. And this wasn't one of these like Nigerian or Jamaican scams. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm not trying to stereotype that. No, you're, just, no, you're not because I'm about to go there too, but go ahead. <laughs> I love the Nigerian people. Let me just say that. But, you know, there's scams with foreign countries. I should say that. Yes. Um, I happen to know of a woman who was scammed by a Nigerian man, right. so to speak. That's why that came up. But, um, but yeah, so you've got, um, the scammers like that, but this was somebody that they actually had met and they were in a quote unquote real legitimate relationship with. They knew them uh, and it wasn't over the internet, but very soon into the relationship, the person gave them the sob story, said they needed money. So I asked my client, I said, look, I said, reverse the roles. And I said, if it's me and I've just met somebody I'm really interested in, but I do need money. I said, the person I just met that I really like, they're probably going to be the last person, not only that I would ask for money from, but that I would even tell about my financial problems to. Because I don't want to scare them away. I would go to somebody who knows me that I have history with, and I would ask friends or family to borrow some money. So this is, to me, a very obvious red flag. But this was a smart person, this client of mine, but yet they fell for it. Oh, Oh, yeah, it's, it's sad to me. It is because, sad. Because to me, it's reflective of some deeper things. That, that's a whole other topic. But, <laughs> you know, so that, that scammer thing, you're absolutely that scammer thing is. Yeah, it's out. There. Yeah, it's out there. But so the less obvious one. And this is something I with a client just recently I had a conversation about this. Watch out for controlling behaviors. Ooh. And so if I give you an experience. Oh. From one of my dates from long ago, it might illustrate it best. 
I liked the guy. I think I've been out with him yeah, once, maybe twice. And so we were getting ready for a second or a third date. And so he told me to wear the same perfume, but it was kind of the way that he said it. <laughs> because oh. like, how did he know? Maybe I had like 30 great perfumes. Right. And he would like the second one as much as I, as the first one that he was so fond of. But the thing that got my attention, and this wasn't the only controlling behavior, but it was the one that stood out to me at the time. The fact that he would tell me mm. that he, he said, wear the same perfume. It wasn't, would you? Right. Or, I'd love it if you would wear. He wrote, I think we were emailing about the date and he said, wear the same. Like it was almost oh. like a command. Oh, Control, wow. run. <laughs> yeah. This is not somebody that's going to be a good partner run oh my god yeah that that is actually pretty uh yeah it's subtle because you know why yeah it can, yeah it's it can, subtle it can come off as a compliment so like let's say i had been on several dates with the person and he'd said you know i really love you in that red dress wear that again even that it's it's like Hidden in a compliment, right? Right, right? Like, I like that red dress on you. But he's basically telling me what to wear. And you know what? You know what's crazy is men, and I'm sure there could be women like this, but men with this kind of psychology, it's very strategic and intentional. They want to see, it's like a test balloon. They want to throw out these small things and see if they've got the kind of personality because they'll move on. You know, if you're not the kind of person who will do as they say, they're mm -hmm. looking for that person who's more sheepish and uh, more maybe of a, I don't want to say a victim mentality, but more easily controlled, um, less assertive. Yeah. So there, it's a little test balloon. If I tell her what to wear, will she do it? So she oh. does it. And then they move on to bigger things. And it, it can it can escalate quickly. And it's almost always a sign <laughs> of some serious behaviors and things, trust me, that you you don't want to be involved in. I, I, I totally agree with that, all, all of that. And, and and another thing, you know, you you know, the guy says, uh, this has never happened to me. I am so cheap. Oh Lord Jesus. <laughs> if someone's the first thing someone says is money, I, I run. I, I, I don't I don't run. I, I exit stage left so fast. You should you can ask anybody. I am the cheapest person. Don't date me if you think you're gonna get some money out of me because I will <laughs> not give you a dime. I won't give you a dime. But scammers, this mm. one guy, he he called he called. He says, um, hey, let's meet, you know, for dinner, blah, blah, blah. Fine. You know, he says, uh, I know I noticed that, you know, posted I, I go to this particular restaurant that I love. And he says, I noticed you, you know, you like this place. When we meet there and order us some drinks. I'm like, yeah, I'll meet you there. You know, OK, I can pay for my. But again, I can pay for my drink. But long story short, um, when he got there. You know, it was like I ordered drinks and then I ordered, you know, and I, he said, well, what do you like to eat? You know, I said, oh, I like, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I ordered that. All of a sudden, someone lost, someone forgot their wallet. <laughs> and guess what? All of a sudden, I forgot where I was and I left. <laughs> oh, good for you. You know, I, I'm just like, you. I am not that girl. I mean.
try and I didn't have never met this person. It was the first time I met this person. And it was set up through a friend. So once again, people, friends, they, they say they got somebody that's good. And I called mm. that friend up. I said, dude trying to st- stiff me with, with, uh, with dinner, with, with cocktails and dinner. I later called the restaurant and I paid. I didn't want him to know that because I go to this establishment. I don't want anybody to think it. But I wound up paying for it anyway. I didn't let him know that. He paid again later. You know, he, the friend embarrassed him so bad. So he wound up, you know, sending the restaurant money. I said, keep it as a tip. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, I am not that girl. I, I think because, you know, all the scenarios that I have been through and ladies, gentlemen, men too, run, you know, don't, don't walk, run. If, if what Lisa just said, those red flags. That subtle, that subtle control, that, you know, wear that same person on our next date. That's a red flag. That's somebody's trying to control your situation. And, and, and if they say, oh, well, you know, you shouldn't wear that tie anymore because it makes you look fat. Won't you wear this? Run. I like this tie. Damn it. I'm going to wear this tie. You know, dating is supposed to be fun. You're supposed exactly. to be getting to know people. It is. And you know what else in terms of that? I, I agree with you, first of all, about the talking about money too much or making it too much about the finances. And also somebody who talks about their assets a lot. Oh. Because, you know, even if it's true and they have a lot of assets and it's something to be proud of because they worked hard for it, that person, they shouldn't even want you to be attracted to them primarily because of that even even if it's true right because you should want that's only going to last for so long those kind of toys and the appeal that they have i mean you should want somebody you know who genuinely likes you as a person so anybody who's using that kind of to advertise themselves that strongly it's indicative of low self-esteem or something like that or something else that they are short short uh (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Lacking. (laughs) I have a big car. I have a big house. Oh, big truck. Yeah, I have a big truck. (laughs) Okay. All right. I have a big bank account. What do you not have? Because that's what I. That's what I'm reading. I'm reading that in between the lines. What do you not have? There's something that. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but there are not is. Yeah, there is not there is. Peekaboo, I don't see you. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up because I, I I know that yeah, I told Lisa I was gonna have her on for fifty well, it's almost thirty minutes, but what <laughs> advice can you give the fifty plus, the forty plus, who who are very nervous about Getting back into the dating scene, getting getting to figure out where to go, where to meet. And I'm going to say this before you answer that question. I want to have you back. And the, the topic will be getting scammed. That sounds getting great. scammed and how bad seniors are getting scammed by, and I'm yeah. going to say it, by Nigerians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are. It's, it's, I'm sorry, but they had a whole subject on this show about they have these little locations in Nigeria. Not all Nigerians are scammers. We, We're not. We, we, we know that. Right. But it's the epic center of Scam USA. And people, if a man comes out and the first thing he tells you is that he loves you, the first time, I mean, he just, t- you have never met, you don't know what he looked, you don't know how what he sounds like, and he says, I love you. That, 
run. I agree. Think, and, and don't think it's endearing. And don't think that, you know, oh, he's so sweet. Oh, my goodness. He's so sweet. He said he loved me. He said I'm beautiful. Yeah. And you know what? It happens to men, too. That's what's so crazy. Exactly. I just saw. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that's why I want to do this show. It's about men and women who are getting scammed at, at an older age. And it is rampant. It's very sad. It's very it's sad. Very They're sad. Praying. Yeah, they're preying on lonely people. Exactly. Exactly. But um, back to that question, what do yeah. you tell people who are trying to get back out there and they want to date? Like they, they want to get back out in the dating venue. You know, what, 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 should you, what should they start doing? The biggest thing, don't overthink it. You know, think of life just like we said, as an adventure. You know, you're having new experiences later in life. I mean, that's what living's all about. So the thing is, even if you had some dates, like we were saying before, didn't make a love connection, you know, you might actually make a friend out of it. And then yeah. who knows, that friend has a circle of friends. You end up meeting somebody, you know, you cultivate that friendship and then they have a Labor Day party, a Christmas party. You go, next thing you know, you're hitting off with one of their friends. So you never know what life's going to bring you if you're open to it and just you know, find ways to manage your anxieties. But I think the biggest way is just that, just a shift in the mindset and think of it as getting to know new people. You've lived a whole mm. life. You know how to handle yourself in situations. So use your expertise and just go in with an open mind, have fun. You know, if nothing else, maybe you get to, you know, find out about a new restaurant, whether you pay <laughs> or not. <laughs> Lisa Morrell, you are fantastic. And we are I'm gonna have all her information on the show notes. And we are definitely gonna do a show about scammers. I am very passionate about that. And I'm not just passionate about it because it happened to me. It it did it did not. But I'm gonna share a story that did happen to me, and I just started playing along with the game because I thought the game of the person who was trying to scam me was more fun than the scammation itself. I love so it. We're going to talk about that on our next uh, topic about, you know, dating uh, 50 and older and getting scammed. That's going to be our next topic. But Lisa, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. My pleasure. Can't wait. And best of luck to everybody. Hi, this is Juanita. And if you enjoyed today's show, like us, love us, and support us. We really do need the support right now because we are in season two and we would love, love to have you support this show. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell anybody that you know would appreciate hearing a show like this. Until then, you take care.